Welcome to episode 7, World of Mixed Martial Arts. Your host is Mate Leon. This episode is going to be fairly brief. We just want to talk about some of the updates with the toughforums.com fighters and overview of some of the upcoming events that are happening in this month and next month. First off, the chopping block is the man, the Iceman, Chuck Liddell. He recently came down with a hamstring injury. His opponent was Rashad Evans. And now it's kind of unknown on what or who or what class he's going to fight at. He was talking about moving up, you know, before his last fight. Um, and, you know, you know, now he has a hamstring injury, and so we got to wait a little bit of time for him to repair himself so then he can be, you know, aware of what he's going to do. Obviously, it's going to be up to the UFC. Um, I think that we're going to see him in the 205 division and possibly fighting maybe a, a re-healed Shogun at the end of this year. Um, who knows, that bout, uh, you know, the, the names of the two fighters still have a, pot- a lot of potential and a lot of fans have been wanting to see that. So that's my, you know, upcoming opinion for Chuck Liddell. A lot of people say that they want to see him fight Anderson Silva or see him move up and fight Big Nagira. I don't think either of those are going to be, um, you know, fights that are going to happen. Randy the Natural Couture is still waiting for his contract to end and the whole f- feuds with the UFC to stop so then he can fight again. Until then, he is pretty much promoting his name. Uh, the Extreme Couture um, clothing brand through Affliction is doing extremely well. Also, his training facilities, uh, which he just recently opened up a new one in Long Island, New York, and then he has his other one in Las Vegas, um, are also doing extremely good. I can't wait to see Randy Couture, you know, fight again. So I hope he keeps on with his his you know his clothing brand and his training facilities. As we all know, Josh, the babyface assassin, will be fighting Pedro Hizo at the upcoming Affliction event, which will take place at the Honda Center. It's going to be a huge event, and the fight card's extremely ex- extremely stacked. And I can't wait to see Josh Barnett knock Pedro Hizo out. Like, that's what he said he was going to do the next time he fought, but it's probably going to end up in a submission via Josh Barnett. I don't know, maybe like some sort of ankle lock, toe hold of some sort. I would like to extend my best wishes to Anderson the Spider Silva, who recently um, experienced a death in the family. His aunt just passed away a, a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago. And she was the um, played the mother in his upbringing in his childhood, and I'd like to say that you know I, I'm very sorry, and I'd give my best wishes to to him and his family. The carpenter Clay Guida has recently expressed um, a want to fight B.J. Penn, who's the number one um, fighter at 155. UFC lightweight champion. Unfortunately, there's a couple of other people that are in line before Clay Guida, and that's Kenny Florian and Roger Huerta. They're two; those two gentlemen are going to battle it off, and whoever wins is going to get a shot at BJ. Um, and then I think the loser of that, um, you know, if Florian loses, I think you give him to Guida, and I hope that you know. Guida can stand up with him and, and, and make some noise of it. If not, if Huerta loses, we could potentially see another epic battle between uh, the two of them, Clay Guida and, and Roger Huerta. The first fight was it was a massive brawl, and I can only expect just just as much from the second fight. The Dean of Mean, Keith Jardine, just recently fought 
against the axe murderer Vanderlei Silva and I had picked Vanderlei Silva to win the fight because I picked that fight with my heart but I was terrified I was scared for Vanderlei you know from almost until the bell ring just because of the fact that Keith Jardine is so unorthodox and he's very massive for 205 and he's got he's got some he's got really good you know power in in his hands, um, so I was very very hesitant on picking Vanderlei over um, Jardine. Uh, I was lucky enough to to have the pick come out come right, even though I was very 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 hesitant about the fight. Um, you know after the bell rang and after you know Vanderlei connected with one of those inside, uh, you know. We got inside and connected with one of those over, overhand rights. I was, you know, I was jumped up. You know, I was happier than a kid on Christmas morning. And then once I saw him on top of him and he had his hand on his throat and he was literally punching his face, I mean, I felt extremely terrible for Keith Jardine. But at the same time, I was extremely happy to see, you know, one of my favorite fighters come back um, from a couple fights, three or four fight deficit. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very, very proud of Vanderlei Silva. Um, but even more, I'm really, really proud of Keith Jardine. Um, I think that his name is is very more, uh, is a lot more reputable than what the credit the UFC gives him. And if he has a contract negotiation in the future, I think that he should definitely be asking for more for the main fact that they did announce his, his name many of times. And, you know, he's got a look, he's got a name. His record is up and down, yet when he comes to fight, he fights. He puts it on the line, and, you know, I could do nothing but thank the guy for, you know, putting it all on the line and making all of his fights exciting, win or lose. And that's the most important part of the fight in general for us fans. Rolling Stone recently was able to meet up with um, Dana White, who is the UFC president, um, and there was a, an excerpt that was um, published on the internet that was public and the whole um, interview isn't hasn't come out yet it comes out on June 12th but the excerpt that was that came out was very very interesting and I found that I found it to be very it's always kind of intriguing to hear the things that come out of that gentleman's mouth regardless if they're foul or if the um, what the content has to offer it's always interesting he always has something interesting you know uh, aside of um, of input to, to add to the spin. Um, with that being said, here's an excerpt from Rolling Stones. You can you can find it on their um, uh, website. A little teaser. But basically, um, Tim Sylvia told White to um, he said to get ready. When I win tonight, we're going to break open the bank. And Dana White's uh, response to that uh, was with the following. He said, "See, this is one part of the business I effing hate. Everybody wants more money. They want it now." And then all these fighters are like, we're the superstars, not the UFC. It should be all about us. You dumb mother effers. You don't know what you're effing with. I'm a promoter, and a lot of this ish is built with smoke and mirrors. When Lorenzo and I first got into this, we were like two effing idiots. This is going to be so much fun. We're going to put on big fights. We care about the fighters. We're going to be make them millionaires. We'll all be friends. It'll be so great, but this is the way it goes, and right now this is my effing life. I don't know how much longer I can take it, I just don't know. Oh, I still have fun. I'm excited for these guys to come out and fight. I still get 
goosebumps and no, I don't regret anything that I've said or done because everything has gotten me right where I am. I could be parking your car or picking up your bag at the hotel. The thing about me, seriously, I'm high on life, man. I love life and I love what I do. Everyone has got to take that how they see it. I honestly... Dana White, he says a lot of foul things, but he has done so much for mixed martial arts and for the UFC, and as a promoter himself, um, you know, what he says sometimes, I, I don't know, I don't maybe I don't understand or I don't, I don't agree with, but um, actions speak louder than words, and what the UFC is now and what it was before, it's an extremely larger um, and, you know, wealthy ent- entity, and so in that aspect, I can do nothing but, you know, give Dana White uh, credit in, in that fashion. Next UFC is this weekend, uh, June 7th, in, uh, London, Bed- in, um, in London, Bedlam, London, and the headliner is going to be uh, Thiago Alves versus Matt Hughes. I'm pulling for Thiago Alves to take this fight via uh, TKO. I'm hoping for a total knockout. Um, I'll take a um, you know a similar knockout to Carl Parisians. Um, if ref needs to call him off him. That's what that's what he needs to happen. Uh, but I don't think that Matt Hughes is going to be able to stand with them. If he does, then I think that's the wrong story. I think that Hughes is obviously going to try and go take down. Um, and uh, Alves has a very, very, very strong camp at American Top Team that I think that he's going to be very, very well prepared um, for, for someone like Matt Hughes and that um, he's he'll, he'll take it, you know, first round, maybe second round, TKO. Um, that's, what, that's, in my, that's what's in my lunch pail. Also this weekend is Sengoku 3. Uh, Travis Fuse fighting Kazuhika Fushida. Nick Thompson's fighting on that card. Um, Hidehiko Yoshida is fighting Maurice Smith. Um, and Kazuo Musaki, who recently uh, knocked out Akiyama, is also fighting on that card. So the Japanese side of things are also have you know having their uh, having an event this weekend, which should turn out to be make out for good mixed martial arts. To finish off the podcast seven of World of Mixed Martial Arts, we're going to finish it off with the uh, upcoming Affliction event. Um, some big things with Affliction going on before their um, actual debut, their event that's taking place at the Honda Center. Um, they actually signed a deal with Fox to air their uh, air in one hour undercard of the event that's going to happen. Um, you know, in the upcoming month. Um, they also announced that they signed Antonio Hajero Nogueira, who's the younger brother of the UFC heavyweight champion uh, Antonio Rodrigo uh, Nogueira. Um, they also um, also noted was the, si- the signing and the possibility of Vitor Belfort to fight uh, in the upcoming event in Anaheim. If he doesn't fight in that event, he will fight in one of the following um, events that uh, Affliction um Produces. He's also Vitor Belfort has also been fighting or been training. I'm sorry, um, with the shootbox in Brazil in Curitiba, Brazil, which I think is going to be a huge for for um, Vitor Belfort because there's one thing that's always been um, maybe a little bit lacking in in his whole you know uh, MMA career, and that's maybe some some. Uh, 
efficient disciplines to keep him on track and because he has the potential weapons to become one of the greatest fighters and at one time he was but then uh, you know maybe celebrity became more of an issue than than fighting and and he dropped down in the scales but his name is still very 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 marketable and I think shoebox is going to have a lot to offer to him and Hopefully we can see him back at you know what he once was that one you know when he when his name was bigger. Also on the event is going to be Ben Rothwell, Matt Lindland, and Tim Sylvia. Josh Barnett's going to be fighting Pedro Hizo. Uh, Fedor is going to be fighting Tim Sylvia, and his little brother Alexander Emelianenko is going to be fighting. We're going to see Babalu fighting, and now we're going to see Antonio Nogiero fighting. This card is looking to be one epic card. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see, you know, the, the fights. Each fight is going to be something to keep your eyes on. It's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, okay, this fight's on. I can go get up and go get a beer or I can go get my drink now or I can go use the restroom or take a break. You know, each fight is going to bring something to the table, and I think that's really going to be a huge standpoint for the debut of the Affliction Banner. It's really going to um, set up for, you know, their next event. They, If you bring it all the first time, what do you have to bring the second time? So, you know, they're setting up for a huge, you know, debut. I can only imagine what they're going to bring in the future. Um, you know, potentially maybe some Randy Couture. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe that's what they're setting up. Regardless, thank you everyone for tuning in to the world of mixed martial arts. Your host here, Matt Leon. Um, the episode is kind of brief, but um, next episode well, we'll make up for it in material, along with a little bit of um, you know difference in in, in voice from um, other um, toughform.com um, participants. Thank you. Enjoy this weekend. Last episode of uh, World of MMA, we had named that fighter and no one got it right. So we're going to just abolish that one. I'm not going to tell you guys the answer so I can bring it up in the in, 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 you know, in a future episode. And we're going to go off with maybe something a little more easy, easier for, for everyone to, to follow up on. I don't, I'm not the most um, well-knowledged in a lot of the fighter entrances I just came across. You know, a package bundle and a download. Regardless... This one, everyone, you have to know it. He's fighting this weekend. Um, if you can't guess it, then I'm, I don't know what to tell you guys. If you hear this episode before this fight, these fights this weekend, then you'll know. And then after the fights, you can hit it up. Post your comments at worldofmixedmartialarts.com. You can go ahead and write where it says, you know, episode 7. It'll say comment. Click comment. Go ahead and pick A, B, C, D, E, whatever it may be. And that's, you know, that's the trick, easy as it can be. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind Is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see A woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive I can plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn 
drink our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do We grow good old tomatoes and homemade wine And country boy can survive Country folks can survive Because you can't starve us out and you can't make us run Those wooden old boys raised on shotguns We say grace and we say ma'am If you ain't into that we don't give a damn We came from the West Virginia coal mines And the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies We can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I had a good friend in New York City. He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly. My grandpa taught me how to live off the land And his taught him to be a businessman He used to send me pictures of the Broadway nights And I'd send him some homemade wine But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For $43 my friend lost his life I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes And shoot him with my old 45 Cause a country boy can survive Country folks can survive California and South Alabama and little towns all around this land. And we can skin a buck and run a trot line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive.